Well, hello everyone. It's Pam. It's time to chat. So pull up a chair and let's Pammy's chit chat. You know, I realize that my voice sounds not as enthusiastic, I guess. I am. I am very enthusiastic about many things. I'm grateful about many things, but I'm disheartened about many things too. And as we head on into September, I I reflect on how things are and how it did not have to be this way. It did not have to be this way. And yet here we sit with our passports no good and our faces covered in masks. And and I, I have seen some clips. No, actually I haven't seen clips. I've seen little cut lines um, from from the RNC and it it um, <laughs> I don't know it it's um, it, it, it's hard to wrap your head around <laughs> the things that people get up in front of people and say and then that other people believe these things but I'll get to that a little bit now don't worry I'm not I'm not going off politically but I, I am going to tie something in that happened last night to something else. So stay with me here. Um, today, uh, that uh, kid from Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin, turns 40. I have not been able to ever sit through that movie all the way. <laughs> it's uh, spastic and... Uh, the, the the pace of it uh, is irritating on so many levels. Uh, I think they're probably, you know, it's a good thing to watch with a kid or whatever, but, uh, but anyway, that kid from Home Alone is 40, and he's kind of a, he's kind of a strange, kind of a strange kid, I think. Um, when Gary and I moved to Tampa from Ohio, we were being relocated by a media company in Tampa, and they were, you know, they were paying all the bills. You know how they do that. They they pay for everything. Uh, and this was a, a, re, a job relocation for Gary, and um, so they would they provide housing and and um, corporate housing and and you know they uh, they pick up the tab for everything. So it's pretty cool. But the problem is. It's the housing is temporary, and then in the case of us, pretty quickly, we found we moved in August, and then in December, we had already found where we wanted to live on a street called Bayshore in a high rise, and so it was, we very quickly knew that we would be changing addresses. So we flew in from Columbus, Ohio, to Tampa, and we did a, a whole lot of things uh, while we were there. Uh, took care of a lot of business and one of the things we wanted to do was get a post office box because we just didn't want to have to move mail around a lot so we wanted to get a, a post office box near uh, in the downtown area where we thought we would probably live and, and did and where Gary would be working and that way we wouldn't have to all at once change our mail we could slowly change it but all the mail would be going to one place without a bunch of the dress changes. So we wait in line, and we get up there, and, well, you can't, you can't have a, a, a post office box. Uh, 
because you don't really have a, an address. And that's true. We really, we really didn't have an address because we were not renting or leasing our place. The company was. And the reason for that at that time, now this was 2007, was Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda prevented us from getting a post office box. Now why I mention that is that it kind of, it kind of segues into where we are right now with the DMV. It's that we had to laugh. We still joke about that when something is nonsensical and just absolutely stupid. It's Al-Qaeda. Can't do that. Al-Qaeda. It's like, so Al-Qaeda is, if we're going to rent this and then put a bomb in our mailbox because of Al-Qaeda's, you know, connection to terrorist acts in this country. I mean, it was, it was just ridiculous. But now with COVID, uh, it's the same thing with DMV. You have to go online, you have to make an appointment, and it's hard to get an appointment. And in order to take care of a business with the DMV. And it's, it's all about COVID, you know. And, and the, the, the thing that's funny about this is when and if we ever come out of this, um, they'll keep it this way so that it's a big inconvenience to people. Now, on the one hand, the upside of that is that you don't have to stand in a, in a terrible Line, I suppose, would be the, you know, the up upshoot of that. You go in and you have your appointment and, and off you go. I guess. I guess that's how it'll work. But anyway, uh, COVID, DMV <laughs> kind of thing. Today is, this is a happy little tidbit and bittersweet for me. It's National Dog Day. And... I've seen so many cute, cute photos of, of dogs all over the place today uh, on social media everywhere. Celebrities are posting their dogs. And the first thing that came up in my Facebook memories today, this uh, account that's kind of sitting there because it's holding all my zillions of photos, uh, was our dog, our beautiful Reggie, that we lost in 2018, July of 2018, and the pain of it still hurts. It's it's like anything that really hurts you, time really doesn't heal all wounds. Time helps you put one foot in front of the other, no matter what that hurt is, and it's all up and down a scale. There, there's, there are levels of hurt. But hurt hurts you know it, it just it, it does so but I'm now to the point where I can really appreciate the love and the joy that I see with other people and their and and true dog people not just the ones that get a dog and they don't really mean it they just get one and and but the people that are that, that really mean it that invest in being good to their dog and in caring about about animals in general you can tell you can absolutely tell and people that that rescue dogs have a really special place in my heart because that is a tough tough thing to do uh, uh, rescue dogs are, are sad little animals that 
have been through things that sometimes we can't even imagine. We don't want to imagine because it's it's really uh, it's really so so heartbreaking, and, and my heart is really. Ter- I'm I'm as I can be as tough as they come when I need to be when I need to stand up for what is right or wrong, when I need to fight for rights, when I need when I need to, to pull that out. And that scares some people. <laughs> but really, I'm just a big marshmallow, you know, really. I mean, Gary's really the tough one. And that's, what, that's what's really funny in our relationship is, like, outwardly, it's like I'm the one that scares you. But, but, uh, Gary takes no prisoners, and, and he really doesn't waste time on uh, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Once the door's slammed, it, it's it's done, you know? I, I mean, and it was one of the things I liked about him so much when I first met him. It's like, he has such integrity, and but he just doesn't waste time. When something is done, it's done. It's over. It's like, I'm not spilled milk. I'm not going to... I'm not gonna mess with that. I may, I may waffle and oh, you know. Well, maybe let's revisit, and you know, but um, you know, animals, animals, just uh, and and really just equality and 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 I've said this so many times on my podcast. It's like I have this this uh, scale of justice in my head, and. And sometimes that's hard to, it's hard to be that way because it's hard to, it's hard to really make decisions, but it's like, you know, this is, this isn't right. I'm about right and justice. And speaking of that, not only is it National Dog Day today where you can talk about all your great little furry creatures and tell all of your funny stories. But did you know this is also Women's Equality Day? And I find that particularly interesting today, August 26th, because of something that happened at the RNC last night. One of the speakers, never heard of this woman. There's a reason I've never heard of this woman don't want to hear of her again. But I I mentioned the other day about the ratification of the 19th Amendment allowing women to vote in 1920. 1920. The the formal beginnings of the of the fight for women and the so why 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 do women get up in arms? You know, cut us some slack. We have reason. Uh but it began in in actual in a different a whole other century. It it was 1848 when it formally began to be a fight for women's rights and the right to vote. So that wasn't good enough for Representative Democratic Representative from New York Bella Abzug wore the big hats. A very big proponent of women's rights. You can tip tip your hat to her and a lot of other women in the early 70s because without them, ladies, you wouldn't be able to do half the stuff you do as far as rights go. And I've talked about that before, buying a house, having a credit card, that's endless. So tip, tip of the hat to them. 
But in the in the uh, U.S. Congress, um, she led the way, Bella Abzug, to designate August 26th as Women's Equality Day. And I think it's even more important now when we are where we are. And I'm not going to get on my soapbox about where we are with women's rights and, and what's happening right now with this administration. I, I really I really won't do that. But in 1971, this became this became an, a, a real thing. Uh, it, it really uh, kind of commemorates the passage of the 19th Amendment. And, and it really also calls attention, I think, to the continuing, the ongoing fight and efforts toward equality. This is everywhere in the workplace. Libraries, organizations, ladies, you couldn't be in the Rotary. You couldn't be in Lions. Look it up. Do a little history from the early 70s and find out what you couldn't do and what you can do now. When you talk about, oh, you know, gee, huh? You know, is it really that Yeah, it is that important. And it's that important for these young girls that are coming up right now to stand firm within all of these the fabrics of, of what these women that have gone before us for so many years to try to make it to, to try to make it better. But why I really wanted to, to bring that up. Last night, apparently at the at the, the you know that convention, that Trump convention that's going on, it's not the Republican Party uh, in any shape, form, or fashion that I've ever known. But one of the speakers, who is, of course, she's anti-abortion activist. You know, telling, trying to tell other women what they can do with your body. You don't want an abortion, don't get one. You know, I mean, live your life. I'll live mine. How about that? How about them apples? But this woman, her, whose name is Abby Johnson, uh, she founded a ministry, of course, of course, uh, it lobbies, uh, one of the things it does is to lobby uh, abortion clinics to get the uh, workers to leave their jobs and, and uh, you know, get, uh, get other jobs and do other things. Uh, but what, what she said last night is, is unbelievable in the year 2020. Uh, and basically... Uh, she, she's okay with bringing back household voting. Now, wrap your head around that. In other words, one vote, one house. I mean, again, this is 2020. In other words, if Gary and I were had opposing views on how to vote, I would have to yield to him. Because, uh, according to her, in a <laughs> poor, you know, in a godly household, the husband would get the final say. Now, who told her that? You know, God. God is just, I mean, batted around in this administration in such a way that it's absolutely blasphemous, in my opinion. But if Gary and I did not agree, I would have to let him vote. That went on last night, the day before, the evening before the 
observance our Women's Equality Day. That's where we are right now. That's where we are. This woman, this Abby, I don't want to repeat her name too much, and I never want to hear what she has to say or see this woman again, because, because Abby, honey, if you want to let your husband make all your decisions, you go right ahead. If you want to have one vote for your house, go right ahead. Gary and I have the same vote. We agree on how to vote, and we respect each other. We made an agreement a very long time ago. You have a brain, I have a brain, and we also brought our parents into it. You know, your parents, my parents, and we never crossed the line about our parents. We never, ever got up in each other's family stuff. And it worked out really well. Sally, we don't have them anymore. To, to, it's not an issue, and it breaks our heart. It truly does. We miss them so very much. But we never crossed those lines. And we respected each other enough to say, you have a brain. And, and sure, of course, we talk about and make joint decisions on everything. Hell, we make joint decisions on what are we going to get at Walmart today. You want, you know, you want chocolate cupcakes today? You want French vanilla? You know, what's it going to be? We're going to get a mixed bag of them. Of course we do. Because that's what you do when you're in a relationship. But you respect each other when it comes to many things in your life. Because you're adults. Unlike Mike Pence, who calls his wife mother, Gary doesn't call me mother, and I don't call him father. We have names. We had parents. Respect for them. That's what we call them, not each other. So this, this idea of trying to roll this clock back and be sensational in these ridiculous, ridiculous ideas of the man makes the final decision. You know what? I have a lot of friends where that would be a problem. I, I mean, a lot. The man makes the final decision in a household because that's the godly way. Well, on both sides of a coin, that is a problem. That would not work. Because guess what? There is not always just one man who heads a household. Sometimes there are no men who head a household. And I am proud to say, thank goodness. Thank goodness for that and where we are in 2020. Gary and I will both cast a vote, and this Abby can let her husband cast her vote all day long. Pence can call his wife a mother all day long while she wears her sensible shoes. But I really do think that I have, and Gary and I both, respect for our fellow Americans, that we've all moved past this, the, you know, the thinking Americans. Yeah, yeah, I think so. 
anyway, I'll keep you posted on how it goes with the DMV and how the, all that thing works out. Keep wearing the mask. Keep being respectful, whether it's within your own little domicile where you have to stay because we can't leave the country. Sure cannot leave the country. It didn't have to be this way. So I'll forget that. It did not have to be this way. The deaths, the quarantine, the lockdown, none of it had to be this way. And just like Jerry Falwell found out and his, his, you know, oh, hoo, hoo, his wife who wants Christians to forgive, hypocrisy is real, and so is karma. I may harp on that a lot, but it just is what it is, as the saying goes. Yeah, keep wearing the mask. Keep on keeping on. Keep it real. Be kind. Reach out, do something nice for someone, even if it's a small gesture, because it matters, and we all need each other right now more than ever. Please visit my other podcast, My Father's Tales, Travel Bistro, or buy my books on Amazon. I have four of them out there. They're fun novels. Gary and I appreciate you being here. Really, we do. Visit NorthPalmBeachLife.com. Lots going on there. A lot of photos. You don't even have to read. Gary makes it easy. And also our YouTube channel by the same name. Thanks for staying with me today and continue to stay with us.